This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on AM 740 Zoomer Radio. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing, making people's lives better. Good afternoon and welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. We're having a long, cold, icy, and wet Canadian winter. It's one of the worst in recent memory, but the good news is that the travel industry has responded with more deals than ever to hot, sunny destinations. Today, Chris Robinson from Zuma Radio's brand new Chris Robinson Travel Show will help us figure out the perfect winter getaway. However, if you're staying put, this time of year can be a great opportunity for job hunting. And Zoomers are redefining the entire idea of work. From second careers to entrepreneurship, it's a whole new ballgame. Tomorrow, CARP is holding its Work Reimagined Job Fair. And today we'll hear from one of the keynote speakers, Lisa Taylor of the Challenge Factory. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Canadians are feeling increasingly optimistic when it comes to retirement. A Sun Life survey conducted in November has found that on average, Canadians now expect they will be able to retire by age 66. That's one year earlier than the average response in a survey a year ago and down from age 69 in the survey from 2011. Sun Life Canada President Kevin Doherty says... Canadians are starting to feel better as they put a little more time between themselves and the financial crisis of a few years ago. There's good news for older drivers. Today's drivers over the age of 70 are less likely to be involved in crashes than previous generations and are also less likely to be killed or seriously injured if they do have accidents. This according to an American study released this week by the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, which credits safer vehicles and healthier Zoomers for the improvement. Do you get all kinds of medical tests and procedures on an almost routine basis? That may soon change. Dr. Wendy Levinson, the chair of U of T's Department of Medicine, is spearheading a national Choosing Wisely campaign aimed at rooting out unnecessary tests and treatments, some of which may do more harm than good. More than two dozen Canadian specialist societies are in the process of coming up with lists of things physicians and patients should question. The Choosing Wisely campaign is modeled after an American initiative of the same name launched two years ago. And finally this week, we lost the renowned Canadian writer Mavis Gallant. The Montreal-born author first gained recognition by writing stories in American publications such as The New Yorker. The first of her more than 100 New Yorker stories appeared in 1951. Gallant was the author of two novels, a play, and several collections of short stories. One collection, Home Truths, won the Governor General's Literary Award. 
Although she was fluently bilingual and lived in Paris for the past 50 years, Gallant never wrote in French. She said English was the language of her imagination. Mavis Gallant was 91. I'm Libby Snymer, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. It's called Work Reimagined, and it's a job fair that's designed especially for Zoomers. We're living longer and healthier and retiring later as a result. Whether by choice or by circumstance, more and more older workers are facing the prospect of career reinvention. CARP organized tomorrow's events to bring the experts together in one place. I sat down with one of the keynote speakers, Lisa Taylor of The Challenge Factory. The first thing that I would say is getting your resume together is not the first step. And that's something that often takes people by surprise. It's usually where people go. They think, oh, my goodness, I have to put a resume together. I haven't had a resume together in 20 years or I don't want to do it. But that's often where they start. And that's actually the wrong first step. The first step is actually to take a step back and to think about what criteria does the next role need to meet for it to be the right next step for you. This transition doesn't necessarily have to be something that's just for a few years, and it doesn't have to be something that follows the pattern of job that you've just finished. There are lots of opportunities to do things differently. So you need to take a look at the combination of what do you need, what do you love, what are your talents, and what impact do you want to make. That implies the market. Where's the market? And it's the combination of those four things together the criteria that meet all four of those conditions that'll start to give you a sense of what job you should be going after. Sometimes it happens that people do quit to pursue their passion, um, for instance, a nonprofit, and then they find that "Mm, maybe it's not so great or maybe I'm not that suited to it. That's right. And, you know, the grass is always greener. Our perceptions of what the job is going to be like is often really different than what it actually is like to do something day in and day out. It's one of the reasons that at Challenge Factory we offer career test drives. So we have over 160 occupations that as you're getting to the part of the process that you think you know what you want to do, you can go and give it a test drive and test those assumptions. Do that gut check to see. How, how do, what's a test? What, do you, what does it involve? Sure. We take a look at all the assumptions that you have about what the role is going to be like. And then we put together a true day in the life of what that job actually is. There are mentors that are trained on how to be a one-day mentor for you. And you go and live that one day, specifically designed so that you get a realistic view of the job, but that also marries up are my assumptions correct? And then afterwards, you debrief with a coach to really go through the process of thinking, did I like that day? Did I not like that day? And what do I really want to do next? Okay, so um, you've had a good think about what you want to do next. You've maybe taken a test drive. What then? So now you're ready for the resume. Now, Now that you know what it is that you want to go after and you know why it is that it's important to you, now it's time for you to start to write your story. And it's, you're ready to write your resume and your cover letter and your LinkedIn profile because you're able to be able to articulate what you've done in the past that's interesting to the person in the buyer's seat. The hiring manager is the person that you're trying to sell something to, and that product is you. And if your resume was written at the beginning of the process, it would have reflected what you had always done. But if you're going to do something different, you need to tell that story in a slightly different way so it makes sense to the person that's hiring you now not the person that you worked for 10 years ago. So you put your resume together, and then you develop a networking with intent strategy. 
Toronto and major city centres across Canada are full of networking events. You could spend breakfast, lunch and dinner going out and meeting people in all different ways. But what you want to do is you want to target the places that the people that hire people like you hang out. So what are the five organizations and who are the 10 people that you really want to meet? And how are you going to use your networking strategy to do that? And how? <laughs> well, part of it is, is knowing where those five and 10 are. And when one falls off the list, replacing it with another. The second is being really open with the fact that you're looking for something. A lot of people, a lot of our clients are initially hesitant to let people know that they're looking for something new. There's a strong sense of um, identity loss or embarrassment, mm -hmm. a sense uh, that, that if they had been successful, they wouldn't be looking for something. That actually is not the case. And most people that are uh, out in the world completely understand that people look for new things for different reasons all the time. You've got to let people know so that they can help you. For somebody who is in the job market... How long can you expect it to take to go through all this? Yeah, that's a challenging question, and there isn't really a definitive answer. Some people land their uh, dream job or their sweet spot job right away. For others, it takes months or over a year. It also depends, too, whether you're planning on being a solopreneur and being a self-employed person, whether you're starting a business or looking for a job. So I think having a really realistic view, once you know what it is that you're going after, how long it would be for that particular sector is really important. The other factor that's really important as well is it's, it's been well proven and lots of recent reports that have come out that says the longer that you're unemployed, especially for older workers, the harder it is to find employment. So that being the case, one of the things that we always recommend is that our clients also find something in the volunteer sector or in some other capacity so that they continue experience and they're able to continue talking about the engagement that they have while they're looking for a job. Okay. So uh, finally, what final piece of advice do you have for people who are looking for a new challenge? I think people that are looking for a new challenge should really consider what it is that they're looking for and think a little bit differently than what they've done before. Challenge yourself and experiment a little bit. Give yourself permission to try things you may not have tried in the past and see how they go. And one of the first things that you can do is come out to events that you may not otherwise uh, attend, like the CARP Zoomer Fair, to be able to meet new people, try different ways of introducing yourself, think about new possibilities that aren't necessarily right in the sweet spot in the industry you've been in, but actually meet the criteria of what you're looking for next. Okay. Lisa Taylor, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. CARP's Work Reimagined Job Fair runs all day tomorrow at Mississauga's Centre for Health and Safety Innovation. You can find more information online at workreimagined.eventbrite.ca or at carp.ca. I'm Libby Snymer and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. One of the best jobs anyone can ever hope for is to be a professional traveller. In just a moment, I'll talk to the very lucky Chris Robinson of Zuma Radio's brand new Chris Robinson Travel Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing, making people's lives better. That music will soon be familiar to Zoomer Radio listeners. It's the theme from the Chris Robinson Travel Show, which debuted this weekend. And it couldn't come at a better time with our winter that's refusing to end and March break just around the corner. I sat down with Chris here at his new home in the Zoomerplex. 
Well, I am absolutely delighted to have landed here at uh, Zuma. I can't think of a more perfect home for the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Give us an idea of the things that you're going to be covering in the show. Well, every week we feature a different destination on the show or a a travel-related organization on the show. And we'll be giving listeners ideas for where to go, perhaps their bucket list. Uh, But we'll be covering destinations, not just uh, exotic destinations at the other side of the world, but also destinations in our own backyard. One of the the great passions I I have, Libby, is is that Canadians need to see more of their own country. And too often you talk to people who've been to to, Mexico and half a dozen Caribbean islands, perhaps, but have only been to two or three of the provinces. Well, you know, uh, funny you should mention that. I was just in Mexico and uh, it takes longer to get to Vancouver than it does to get to Mexico. That might be a reason. It probably costs you more to go to Vancouver, too. (laughs) That is absolutely right. Yeah, Mexico, however, is a really hot destination at the moment. I mean, hot literally, but also uh, in terms of the number of Canadians visiting. Okay, this winter has been just brutal. Yeah. And (laughs) I know that I decided on very short notice that I couldn't take it anymore, and I left for a week. March break is coming up. What advice do you have? Well, this is a good year, for, actually, for, for planning your March break vacation. Um, sometimes March break is completely sold out by this time. Um, not quite so this year. So there's still some, some good deals to be had. You need, of course, to, to involve your local travel agent. That's the expert. But if you um, are looking for places to escape to the sun uh, in Mexico, Dominican Republic, and Cuba in particular, you're going to find some, some pretty good last-minute bargains there. Now, I would have thought that this year would be sold out because the weather is so bad. Why do you think this is happening? Well, it's it's all due to the capacity in the marketplace. There are uh, some big holiday companies out there who are trying to increase their market share. And so they've got lots and lots of, of planes flying south this winter. Um, and where there's that healthy competition, there's also going to be some, some real downward pressure on the price. So you might not get precisely the result that you want by wait, waiting last minute, but you're going to get a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, do you have any particular places in mind? Well, I was looking at uh, some deals this week. And Noli Tours, for instance, have a great deal to Cozumel uh, with the Malia Hotel chain, a very respected hotel chain, um, three to four star uh, at least, all inclusive. For about six hundred bucks wow. plus taxes, that's for that's for a week's all inclusive for one person. Yeah, wow, and that's double occupancy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So you can construct a family vacation, you know, for for not much more than than maybe two thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. What about people traveling alone? There's always that pesky single supplement. Yes, yes, there is, and this is where you you need to involve your uh, your agent, your travel agent, because there are deals out there, uh, and they come and go um, that give uh, no single room supplements at all, and those are obviously pretty great because otherwise, poor singles tend to uh, end up paying double. Um, there are other deals out there that allow you to be teamed up with somebody of the the same uh, agenda and and get away with. Uh, the double room uh, price for for that. One particular no single price supplement that I saw being advertised uh, this week that's available is the new Cuba cruise around the island of Cuba. And they're offering cabins for singles uh, for the same price as as you would pay if you're part of a double occupancy. And and if you find a place with a deal like that, there are likely to be other singles, which might be more pleasant than just a full landscape of couples. Indeed. I mean, so many people have met their halves on on vacations. It's a great way of of, of, um, mingling. Chris Robinson, thanks so much. Been a real pleasure living. 
can catch the Chris Robinson Travel Show every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. here on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. I'm Libby Snymer, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Motown legend Smokey Robinson celebrated his 74th birthday this week. In just a moment, we'll hear how the smooth singer helped shape one of music's most important labels. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by Chartwell Seniors Housing, making people's lives better. Welcome back to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Libby Snymer. It's time for your International Arts Datebook tips for those of you who are jetting around the world. Here's Jane Brown. In New York City, Pam McKinnon directs the Pulitzer Prize-winning play by Donald Margulies about two couples whose friendship is tested when one of them gets a divorce. At the wedding, I talked a lot to the woman you were with. She was a public defender. Not anymore. I mean, she's still a public defender. I'm just not with her anymore. Well, that's too bad. Not necessarily. She seemed great. Uh, As I recall, I talked to her a lot more than you did. Maybe if you'd paid more attention to her. (laughs) Dinner with Friends is at the Laura Pell's Theater on West 46th Street. In the Windy City, find out about the process behind one of Renoir's most famous paintings. Renoir's True Colors, Science Solves a Mystery, is at the Art Institute of Chicago. To London, England, where George Orwell's futuristic fantasy 1984 is on stage at the Almeida Theatre. And in Rome, a collection of 70 paintings created by the great French masters, including Gauguin, Monet, and Van Gogh, is at the Complesso del Vittoriano. I'm Jane Brown, and that's the International Arts Datebook. This week, William Smokey Robinson celebrated his 74th birthday. Born and raised in Detroit, Smokey Robinson was a backbone of the Motown sound. He began singing at a young age, and by the time he was in high school, he had started his own doo-wop group, The Five Chimes. This was the first incarnation of the group that would later become The Miracles. They began working with a local songwriter by the name of Barry Gordy, who admired both Robinson's voice and songwriting skills. With Gordy's help, they released their first single, titled, Got a Job. It was shortly after this that Robinson would inadvertently create music history by encouraging Barry Gordy to start his own record label. He did, and Motown Records was formed. The Miracles were one of the first acts signed to the label, and Robinson served as a songwriter for many other groups Gordy brought in. During the 1960s and early 70s, Robinson penned hits like Two Lovers, The One Who Really Loves You, My Girl, Don't Mess With Bill, You Beat Me to the Punch, Get Ready, The Way You Do the Things You Do, and many other singles from the label's now legendary catalog. With his own group, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, he sang hit songs like Mickey's Monkey, Tears of a Clown, You Really Got a Hold on Me, The Tracks of My Tears, and this song. Motown Records' first number one hit on the Billboard R&B singles chart and the first million-selling record for the label, helping put it on the R&B map. Here is Shop Around. When I became of age, my mother called me to her side. She said, son, you're growing up now. Pretty soon you'll take a ride. 
And then she said, just because you become a young man now, it's still some things that you don't understand now. Before you ask some girl for a hand now, keep your freedom for as long as you can now. My mama told me, you better shop around. That was Smokey Robinson and the Miracles with Shop Around, released in the fall of 1960. Smokey Robinson celebrated his 74th birthday this week. And that brings us to the end of another edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Libby Snymer. Thanks for joining me today. Please come back next week. I'll be talking to Dr. Camilla Zimmerman about a new study that shines a spotlight on the importance of a much misunderstood area of medicine palliative care. You've been listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, produced by MZ Media Limited. Executive producer, Moses Neimer. Produced by Paul Thomas. Program director, John Vandriel. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Zoomer Week in Review, heard every Sunday at noon on AM 740 Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.